This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Cameron Connor. Happy 2024. Is it Missouri or Missouri? We'll find out later. We also learned about where Walt Disney got his start. But first, for the 124th year, Missouri birdwatchers have been counting winter birds between December 14th and January 5th. The head of this effort is Kendall Lloyd. He explains to another winter bird, Ashley Bird, that his job as compiler is something he loves to do, along with his full-time job. I'm a high school biology teacher. Uh, so every winter, it's my job to help coordinate uh, all 32 uh, Christmas bird counts we have around the state. And I work with local compilers and volunteer groups to make sure that there are people on the ground doing the count. And I help support them in any way that I can. Uh, and then when they've collected the data on whatever day uh, their count was, they submit it back to me. And I go through to make sure there's not any mistakes so that they have all the information they need. And then I put it all together and I send it on to National Audubon. Okay, Kendall. So what does it take to make this this thing happen, especially at Christmas, uh, Christmas, winter, Christmas bird count? What? Tell, tell me how big a project this is. It's huge. There are 32 counts. And what I mean by a count is that um, the Christmas bird count has a set methodology that we um, we do bird surveys within a circle, and that circle is 15 miles in diameter, and there are 32 of them around the state. Um, and so each circle can be covered by as few as like five volunteers up to 100 volunteers. Uh, each circle has somebody that's in charge of them and that, in charge of it, and so we call them the count compiler. They're the person that kind of organizes the volunteers and makes sure uh, that everybody in that circle on that day is supported and has resources they need and the knowledge they need and are able to collect quality data um, to the best of their ability. Uh, so my my role is to help support all 32 of them um, and help them support their volunteers. So we have probably 200 volunteers or more in the state every year. Um, and it's for some, it's a tradition. Like this is my, like almost my 10th year of Christmas bird counts that I've been participating in. And so every year people look forward to it. Often they have, they do the same counts. They do the same areas within those circles. Um, and they get really accustomed with the habitat and it's really valuable for the data to have somebody that's seeing that same habitat year after year. Um, they can see the good years when there are really a lot of birds happening there, they can see the poor years when there's not as many. And they, it, as a person that has done the same area for a long time, they can see these trends and populations uh, much more easily than uh, maybe I can or another scientist that's looking at just the numbers. So these um, are, so those, yeah, those qualitative descriptions are really valuable. So these folks are willing to go out between December 14th and January 5th this season yeah to go out and, and count, and they have to be trained, right, to make sure that you're getting good data. Yes. The data, the data are the most important. It's one of the top priorities of the project. Um, the data that we've collected in the Christmas bird count, it really tells us how populations are being affected by human influence and by climate change and other, other aspects like that. Um, we have 120 this is the 124th year of Christmas bird counts. We have a wow. lot of data. Wow. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. Um, and so we can see these trends um, in a long, a long-term scale. Um, when volunteers come on, typically I recommend for compilers to 
if there's a new person that's never done a Christmas bird count, if they're interested in doing a Christmas bird count, I usually try to pair them with people that have done a count before. Um, and so they can learn by seeing, right? Um, can enjoy the day. They can have a lot of fun. They can collect data. And there's somebody in that group that's able to say, hey, this is how we do this. This is how we need to make sure that the amount of time that we walk is measured, the distance we walk is measured, how many people are in our group, how long we were driving, um, where we were. We want to make sure that the birds we count weren't counted by another group to the best of our ability. We want to make sure the data are as quality as possible. And so uh, there's not a formal training per se. Um, every year I have people that come with me on my the counts I do, and they've never done a bird count before. Some of them don't know any species of birds. They can't identify any birds, and that's fine. I think it's so valuable. This project is so unique because it gets people involved that are both novice and expert. But I go out, and I don't know how to identify that bird. You have a guide. How does someone learn that? It takes a lot of practice. Um, when I started out, I started with a with a bird field guide, um, Sibley of the Sibley Guide of Eastern North America, and I would see a bird and I would go through the bird guide until I figured out what it was. And with time, you start learning the species not just by how they look, but how they behave or how they sound. Um, and that's one of the reasons it's so important to have an experienced person in the group um, that can help teach. Because I'll have people come out that don't know birds at the beginning of the day, but by the end, they maybe know a handful of species that they couldn't identify before. And so not only are they being active in scientific data collection, they're also learning along the way. They're becoming invested in that data. And the best way to help save the environment is to get people invested. And so projects like this that help people get their foot in the door and, and work directly with citizen science are so important for conservation. So you're a high school teacher and you take your break yes. to educate adults. And I guess kids can do this too, right? Adults to, mm -hmm. uh, yes. to do the bird count and, and spend your time off out in the wild for Audubon. We're talking to Kendall Lloyd, yes. who's who oversees the bird count in Missouri, the Christmas bird count for Audubon. Kendall, tell me what we're learning from recent bird counts. You said it's been going on for 124 years, but what yeah. trends are we seeing right now? We're seeing how populations are affected by human influence and by climate change. And so recently, uh, well, in 2019, there was a study that was published um, in Science, in the journal Science, and it showed that there was a staggering loss of nearly 3 billion birds in North America. Some of your listeners maybe know this study. Um, that's one in four birds in North America have disappeared. And we learned that by using citizen science projects like the Christmas bird count. The project is not just about counting birds. It's about like checking the pulse of the ecosystem, right? So we, we share and we deliver practical conservation results based on what we find and the data help us understand what's happening um, to populations. So as a biology teacher, um, how do you incorporate this into your classroom? Uh, I actually, I teach biology and ecology both, and in both classes, we talk really heavily about human influence, whether it's in uh, human influence, climate change or habitat loss. A big thing that we deal with in Missouri is loss of prairies. In the United States together, almost not, like almost 100% of our prairies are gone, very small fragmented places where native prairie still exists. And so these birds that rely on native prairie have seen one of the greatest losses of population. Um, and so educating the public, helping them understand that the things we do as, as people are really impactful on the environment, 
Um, birds are a really good bellwether of that of that trend. I mean, we've all known we all know the canary in the coal mine example. That the miners would take the canaries down, and they were so susceptible to air pollution that when they died, the humans knew they had to get out of the mine. Um, we see that in the environment, and so as the environment changes, there are birds like the northern cardinal, for instance, that can pretty much survive in any habitat. They do pretty well, but there are some species that don't do very well, like cerulean warbler, for instance, we've seen a 92% decrease in population in the last 50 years, and mainly due to habitat loss, both in the breeding grounds here in Missouri and the wintering grounds in South America. Um, one of the cool things about Christmas bird count, the timing of this, is that we have species that exist here all year, that breed here and overwinter here, and we get species that breed in the boreal forest of Canada that come down and winter in our area. So we get this kind of overlap. So the count, the population count we have here not only comments on the habitat of our breeding birds, but it also comments on the wintering habitat for those breeding birds that we share with people to the north. Wow. Kendall Lloyd, who is a high school teacher but works for Audubon during the Christmas season, counting birds. Uh, for more information on joining the Christmas bird count, you can go to audubon.org. Um, there's information on there of how to get in touch with your local, uh, your local compiler. So, Kendall, there has to be, along with I'm watching these disturbing trends, there has to be some fun story after all these years you've done this or some interesting thing that really just made this all special. Do you have any story like that for me? Oh, I have so many stories. <laughs> um, the, bird, the, the birds are obviously amazing. Um, I've seen some amazing birds that I didn't expect to see. I think my favorite thing, though, has got to be getting, I take students with me every year, uh, and just seeing students like see a bird for the first time and realize that, wow, this little thing, like it survives out here in the cold. It's doing its thing. It's having, you know, it's surviving and like explaining to them like, yeah, this, this bird breeds in Canada. Like it migrates like over a thousand miles to breed and then comes back here and it comes back to maybe the same place every year. Uh, it's just incredible. Like getting Seeing young people and just people in general connect with nature around them uh, is really meaningful. It's probably my favorite thing about Christmas Bird Count. Kendall, thank you so much for joining us on Show Me Today. Thank today. you for having me. Yeah, good luck on your Audubon Christmas Bird Count. And I don't even have to tell you to have fun. Sounds like you're already having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being thank with us so today. Much. Of course.